something that I really do believe passionately about being an entertainer is knowing yourself. The strength that comes from knowing what it is that you deliver. I don't come across as this introverted person. I'm going to tell you everything that you need to know about me pretty quick. I love it. I love that lady's energy and I love this chat just as much. That was Amy LaPalma, Helpman Award winner, energetic, enigmatic, leading lady, armed with the daring and the smarts to match her much-revered musical theatre roles that she has tackled throughout the past couple of years. Amy's performed on some of the largest stages in Australia. Uh, She recently uh, starred as Maria in The Sound of Music. She's also starred in The Rock of Ages, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Once, that beautiful Irish musical, as Dusty Springfield in Dusty. And the Helpman Award that she won was for Best Female Actress in a Supporting Role as Cynthia Well in Beautiful, the Carole King musical. And now she's starring as the uptight Principal Mullins in the School of Rock musical playing now in Melbourne. So make sure to check it out. Just before we go, my name's Joel Jackson. Welcome back, thievers. Welcome back to The Good Thief. This is our seventh episode together. We're racking up the miles. We're like an old car. We're going to trade us in soon, but don't go anywhere. Stay with me. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Share it around. Be a part of this community. If you have any thoughts, any ideas, you want uh, to drop me a query or anything at all, you've got someone you think I should interview, please email me at joeljacksonofficial at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. I want to thank Amy for her time, for the conversation today, and thank you all for listening. Do enjoy the chat. It's such a marvellous thing to be able to sit down and talk with artists and pick their creative brains and talk about their favourite moments, worst moments, and where they want to go next and what they're doing currently. So I hope you enjoy this as much as I do. Please continue to be a part of this community. Thievers, welcome to The Good Thief. Enjoy the chat. How you doing? I'm well. And you're midst. You're in the midst of rehearsals. You're yes. And th- this will be air probably whilst the show is running. So you've you've kind of. So it's gone beautifully. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> How'd it go? Oh, it went well. So it was awesome. Yeah. Um, everyone was thrilled, and opening was a complete success. Um, yeah. No, we are right now at the. Um, I guess you'd say pointy end of things where we're starting to put the show together yeah. uh, and see how it flows. And it's an exciting place to be because there's always a lot that you discover once you start running a show. You know, it's it's one thing to, I think, rehearse scene to scene and you get to put the microscope on the scenes and, and have that, you know, intense you know, look at it. Yeah. But then once you do the run, you sort of start to discover other things like how puffed you get or, um, <laughs> or you know, where you can drink water. But also beyond that, um, or, you know, where you can have a bathroom break. Very important. Yeah, that's very important. It's very important. Especially in a very long show. Absolutely. It's yeah. really, you've got to kind yeah. of know, you've got to, and depending on your costumes as well, yep. how tight they are, if you need assistance, it, it, yep. it can be a, <laughs> can and be that's a real a long, ordeal. It's like a long running show, because how long is School of Rock running for? Well, we're... Um, we're starting in Melbourne, and I'm not sure how much more I can tell you about that oh, contractually. Really? So yes, but um, no, no, fair call. Not yeah, <laughs> but I think you know it's a fair call to say that I'm I'm doing this for a little while. That's unreal. Yeah, and then because that's the thing, the costumes are kind of made, and then that's what they're made for. Yeah, like at the moment, I'm doing something where I've got my costume is literally three suits, and they're tailor made within like you know inches of being like amazing and. 
Yeah, it's you, like that's that's it. That's kind of it. Yeah, you know, if you've shred if you've shred for it, then you've kind of that's the I know. Yeah, and the I cross was, you have to bear for the rest of the season. And I was about to go and jump into something else, so I was like kind of going. A b- yeah, yeah, I'm kind of stuck now. You're stuck now. I'm that's stuck where you for are. A little bit. Unless you want to do the George Costanza and just look a little like everything is a little uh, bit too small for you. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's or a character just, choice. It's a character choice. Yeah. Or the Don, you know, the Don Draper, where everything is just kind of like it could just if you just look at a woman, it just kind of falls. It just off falls you. off of yeah. you. I was watching like season two most, and I'm like, <laughs> how is his shirt off in so many scenes? Well, he's in his boxes like. Uh, and the, at the start of and end of most scenes. Yeah, I mean, and it's season two. But they were yeah. giving the people what they wanted, obviously. Pretty but, much. <laughs> but you know, I guess it's just again, just subtle character choices. As I, I won't be doing those sorts of things. I am working with children, um, so my <laughs> clothes will stay on. Um, but yeah, it's it's an exciting time. It's it's a great. It's really cool to start putting it together. It's a kind of... I think it's my favourite part of the rehearsal process because yeah. you've got that magic of possibility still when you're in the room. And then yeah. when it moves into the theatre, there's other practical considerations like finding your light and yes. negotiating the set and all of that stuff. It gets a bit more real. And opening up to audience and things well, like that. Well, it's yeah. rehearsals like you and the other actor and... Yeah, you it's you, you get that... Yeah, the intimacy is still there and you can still have that sense of play. You and not that you you know that you know that priority actually is to keep that as much as possible. Right. But but there is that sort of idea, wait a second, there could be something here that we haven't found. Yeah. And you do also I I think on this show in particular um, I'm playing the principal, I'm playing the authority figure. She's very wound up, she's very neurotic. <laughs> and it's it's, but she gets a great kind of release in Act Two, where she sort of gets to let her kind of inner rock chick out and 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 kind of unshackle herself. And it's been really fun playing that because I love that space. I love that kind of kooky, loose, comedic land. Yeah, and because your idols are like Tina Fey and Amy. Oh, Pilar absolutely, Alison Janney, oh, Joan yes. Cusack, that kind of a vibe. They're yep. my, they're my ladies. Like a little bit of kook. So much kook. Yeah, love but it. you know, Alison Janney in particular, I think just that that way that she's got such command, such authority, but such ability to just turn left and make, yeah. and you're, and it's so truthful, but it is. So good and connected and hysterical. She's a master. How, I really love her. How is that? Because this is so the recent things that you've done with you know Sound of the Music mm. and Dusty mm-hmm. and um, um, Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Have they been a bit more? They've been. They, they sound like they're pretty st- structured shows in terms of like you. D- you haven't had that opportunity to show that. Yeah. Part I of think yourself, right? I well, mean, there's always elements of that. Yes. In moments, of course. You know, yeah. Not. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You've got to. You've you've got to be true to the character, and you know c- certainly Cynthia in Beautiful was just that classic dry comedic role, um, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. But that was actually a challenge in a way because I did have to bring everything in and actually right. be a bit more elegant and not to my my natural space is to want to play physical comedy. Yes. and I don't think there's been a show where I haven't been told to be a little bit more elegant. Like I'm generally. A bit looser and a bit more of a tomboy. So, do you think? Do you think that's like uh, an amazing thing, though? Where you, you. I mean, I've never in rehearsal spaces. It's kind of been like that idea of pushing past the point of going, okay, that's enough. Yeah. Like pull it back. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I always try to do that. Yeah. 
So, I mean, that's a great thing to have. Because then at least you kind of go, okay, cool. Like, here is the line. Absolutely. Like, here's my playing space. Yeah, it's, it's, a, funny, it's a funny one because I guess it's not conscious for me I, I yeah. think I'm, I'm more of a natural kook than not um, <laughs> but uh, I I really and, and it's something I've learned to embrace I think right. you know it's I've I've had an interesting career where um, I was fortunate to I guess fall into musical theatre I didn't train right um, so I I basically finished my uni degree and started auditioning and booked a couple of jobs and and when was that sorry that was 10 years ago right so i um so yeah i i finished and the production company here in melbourne offered me a role in in their show follies and i kind of got thrust into that and that was you know a two-week <laughs> rehearsal process six shows that's it yeah because their, their rehearsal process are famously kind of short terrifying yeah <laughs> terrifyingly, terrifyingly short, short. <laughs> um and you just, you know, best offers first and off you go. Yeah. And what, but what was, I think, the the best asset I had at that time was that I assumed I knew nothing. Yeah. And um, it was wonderful because people are so generous with you if you ask them questions, um, particularly uh performers that have you know been around the traps for a little while yeah they have so much wisdom to give and if you take an interest in what they do people you know that it's it's a i mean it's flattering but it also they want to tell you about it and there is a lot to gain from that so i think that was how i went into the industry was please tell me more please please sponging yeah sitting there being like squeeze me man I i need to learn Totally, and I um, really benefited from that. And then f- I went from Follies into Shane Warne the musical, which was I didn't I didn't fully appreciate at the time what an experience I was going into. It was sort of that thing. It was like oh, I got into this show. It's a new Australian musical that we're working out on the floor. There's yeah. no, we have no idea how it's going to go. And I was just like, oh, that's how all musicals are made. And it's not until, you know, a few musicals from Broadway come through and you kind of go, oh, I have to stand on three because the other actor stood on three and that's what the lighting plot is. Whereas on Warney, we were making it up in the room and yeah. there were offers and I was 22 and making offers and probably had and no right to. And second show kind of, th- was yeah. that it? Yeah. yeah, it was my second show ever. But I was working with these incredibly talented, gifted, funny performers who were very welcoming of my ideas and I learned so much from them. Yeah. And, and they also taught me... Um, well, they tried to teach me. It's taken me a long time, <laughs> but but what you know what it is to um, fail because I think my yeah. that was my that is probably still the hardest thing. I think I was a bit of I've not I was never that kind of natural creative where I was yep. like I'll just give you something and see how that runs and my ego won't yeah. be affected. So I was always scared. I wanted rules. I needed yeah. rules and frameworks, and it's but taken me a long time to kind of unpick that yeah i still need someone to tell me stuff like i still need i work really well with directors who are like i need you to do that on this yeah and then do that there and maybe something here and you go okay sweet thank you yeah Yeah. because like the football like the sportsman in me needs to be told like this is happening so you need to be aware of that and then go here once that happens yeah yes coach yes (laughs) and like run off because i need rules and i need and i think what's interesting is same thing like i didn't want to be an actor. I got 
involved in the classes and then fell into acting school and mm. graduated, got picked up and it went. And then those first things get the kind of spotlight and you go, oh, no. And you clam up and kind of stop trying to fail. Mm. And it's been a really slow process of going, okay, you have to fail. Dude. Yeah. Like you have – it's those things were great. But you were failing every time. Like yep. you had no idea what was going on. So, <laughs> yeah. how, like, how do you, you know how to capture that sense of failure and, and encouraging it in others? Absolutely. And making it a safe space, and then like you find it together and kind of going, "Oh, that was shit." Yeah. Like, let's have a crack at it again. Absolutely, and and oh, and it's the trust. It's also establishing trust with your other performers. That is that is, I think, the thing that I've loved most and feel very fortunate about working in theatre so extensively yeah. is that you really have to trust the people around you yeah. and they have to trust you and there's a responsibility in that and I, I really I really value that, that you've got to have that spark in your eyes eight shows a week Yeah, and if you can manage that, it's wonderful. Because it's not like you, I mean, at the moment with the shoot that we're doing, that, or that I'm not, we're in a shoot together that I'm doing... Mm-hmm. But I always refer to myself like with a team of we. Mm. Like we are going to go here. And you're like, who's, who's going who's with we? you, dude? Like, the, the royal It's we. me and my people. <laughs> um, but, you know, you're getting actors coming in for a day mm. or like a scene. And yeah. you've been there or your lead actress has been there since five o'clock in the morning for, you know, 14 days straight. And so is your whole entire team. And this person kind of can come in and do yep. their bit and then meander off. But that sense of like tribe. Yes. It comes from theatre is so... Intense and so wonderful and so kind of, I mean, have have you found crossing the borders between TV and theatre that have you been left wanting by certain elements of both and like yeah that's the challenge of I think that's what been the challenge of me with me with with you know I want to do more screen work but it is a lot more self reliant I think mm. screen work you know it it doesn't kind of matter what the other actors doing if they're not in. Oh man! As soon, yeah, as soon as that camera goes over their shoulder, yeah. they can do whatever they want. They can, and it's it's actually terrifying because yeah. it's I I love looking into someone's eyes and feeding that energy, yeah. and it's it's a real skill to just have to live in your little cocoon and deliver all of that emotional quality without that energy, and yeah. that that is the challenge that I find, and probably why I've. You know, I'd gravitate more probably to comedic screen work rather than anything else because in comedy you sort of get you that ha- energy at least from the cameraman who might laugh at you. So yeah, you've got so, you an know, audience. There's something. Yeah. There's something and, in a sense. And it's not like you, but like your what you're doing on that scene with somebody else. They have to be there, otherwise you won't reach it. Yeah. You know, whereas with drama, it's kind of like. No, that's uh, all and then you pause you, here, and yeah. then you did that kind of long wait thing, and then yeah. okay, cool, whatever. And I think that that's it's you know us musical theatre kids get a bit of a bad rap for being um, uh, dramatic. Is that yeah? But, but but it's but it's I think that that's what it is. We we are uh, it's that energy. We constantly need to feed energy from other people. Whereas yeah. I think the um, the atypical idolized screen performer mm. tends to have that kind of revered introverted sense but you know that self-motivated yeah um it's quiet it, the self about theme. Them. yeah I'm, no I'm, I'm with you i totally agree but uh, like when we did peter allen mm. the only reason why i think that show was such like a like it smashed people out of the screens and was like record number of viewers and stuff like that the only reason i, I truly believe that that happened was because everyone that was a part of that show was a musical theater or theater actor yeah you know and myself not included but like 
Rob Mills, yeah. Christy Willem Brown, like all the supporting people yeah. had come off of Henry Zepps, like all come off of stages. And it was that ability to be like, I'm going to make a bold choice. Yeah. I'm going to make a lived in kind of um, emotionally accessible, big choice. Yeah. And you're going to love it. Yeah. Because it, it fed the energy. Whereas like I was watching a ton of TV that's come out now and also like stuff at Myth, and mm. it was like, sure, they're beautiful films. And there were some amazing performances. Yeah. Like, um, Wildlife was a great one with Jake Gyllenhaal and Ed Oxenbold who was on like the third episode of this, um, Young Aussie Guy. Yeah. But it, there were there were so many like self-indulgent kind of really laid back deliveries and like it's like at least make a choice. Choice, yeah. Like please. Yeah, I, I, but like, it's a I fine line I it's think a, and it it's, it's difficult. I think, yeah, it, for me I I really value that in in screen performers because I think – but it is the difference. It's sort of that um, I've then worked with screen performers on stage and they apply the same things and it's like, I, I'm here, please work with me, please use me, <laughs> I need you, Yeah. so please use me. And it can take a long time to build that trust. Yeah. So I've, yeah. I've sort of seen yeah. both aspects of it and I think we could probably learn a little from each other in a way, but... I also kind of see the value in what that is to create a whole performance. But it's a, it just feels like a lonelier existence screen work in that way because you literally can cultivate your whole performance on your own yeah. and the other actors don't matter because it, it can be edited around and it's it, and you, it you, can work like yeah, that. And you really don't actually need them there no, to do it. No, you and it's, it's a, like an amazing strength but also I that's part of why I love doing what yeah. I do is that – I enjoy the people and I enjoy the interaction. I love the buzz of the audience. I love being able to read what's going on. And it is the kind of answer that I give when people say, well, what's it like doing the same thing eight shows a week for months on end? It's like, it's not the same. It's just yeah. never the same. Yeah. And the the one thing I possibly miss is that I love making choices and I love kind of thinking when, of Once you start things. running. Yes. Yeah, okay. And that's not necessarily a sustainable thing because, you know, you've got to hit marks so that everyone else can hit their marks. And that's the reason why I think I'd love to do more screen work because you get a few takes and you get that – you get to work, get to work that muscle of yeah. just going, mm, how about this, how about this, how about this. Would you, would you go and study overseas and do like the UCB – which yeah, is up, like I've just for those who that. don't know, like Upright Citizens Brigade is that's what Amy and Tina started, yes, right? Yes. And then also Second City, which is based in Chicago, and then uh, Groundlings, and which are all improv schools that people go to in Los Angeles and all across America, which yeah. are like nuts. They so are good. nuts, and they create so much talent. I think the oh, this is going to be a really unpopular opinion. No, no, just have it. <laughs> I think it's Hold really. It. I think it's really interesting though because i think improv has its own rules and can therefore be really inaccessible so yeah. that's something that i find challenging about improv because it in order to create it you've got to kind of be in the club to then you know and it's <laughs> no, i'm not, I'm, it's I'm not laughing very because i feel the same yeah, way yeah and i and sometimes when you see it it's not for the audience. It's for the people. People who in are it. up there, kind of being like winking at each other. Yeah, yeah. and that, that's not my favorite. I think yeah. the 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 thing I've realized this year is I've had you know a few months off after I did Beautiful in Sydney and then bef- before starting School of Rock, and I got to just do some gigs, which were as in music gigs? music gigs. Yeah, and you performed with Geraldine Hakewell, right? Yes, I back. I was a backing singer for yeah. Geraldine. I played violin. I for saw her the acapella thing that you did yeah. with um, her and Keegan. Yes. It was 
awesome. It was such a joy. She's just so good. It yeah. was lovely. It's a, and it's it you know that kind of thing. I did a, a gig in Adelaide with the Adelaide Symphony singing disco songs. What that kind of stuff? You like did disco songs with the symphony? I did with that. Mm. Like I think there was. A How does that go? It was incredible. <laughs> Singing I Will Survive and having the full string section doing the do 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 sweeping like Oh yeah. It was amazing. Where was where was that what's what theatre? Um at the Adelaide Festival Centre. Oh yeah. It was awesome. It was so much fun. And it was the first time in a long time that I just got to be on stage as myself. Right. And just kind of let rip. And there was a I had a it was a really interesting experience because I hadn't done that for a long time and I also realised I don't think I would be capable of having done that a few years ago. Right. Because it takes – there's that sort of self-assuredness that it requires that you're not in costume, you're not – Yeah, there's no – There's no accent, there's yep. no character. I, I Or lights or stage of, things to kind of, you know, yeah, self-assure. I'm just singing and, um, and it, yeah, it, I walked off kind of feeling really excited about – being able to, to achieve it to a, to a level that I was kind of happy with. Yeah. Um, and also what it meant to that to, yeah, to be able to sort of stand there, deliver a song, feel very assured and take that energy from the audience yeah. and be able to do what I wanted. But it was for the audience. You know, it was that kind of that enter- that pure entertainer it's vibe. Like sheer entertainment. Yeah. There's and nothing else. I worked with Kate Sobrano and just watching oh, her. Yeah. She's just phenomenal. Man. And has that in spades. Her connection to audience is extraordinary. I was watching a clip of her that were like, what was an old, oh man, 80s or something. Mm. But it was like a summer rock tour thing. And yep. it was like her, it's Kate Sobrano and her, and her band, The Models, which is that um, great Aussie, like, Oh, like such good Aussie rock bands mm. in excess um, and Jimmy Barnes after he'd left Cold Chisel and she came on and it was it was just on the back of a like I was going back to Carrara in northwestern Australia to see my family and was like oh I'll watch the Virgin Music thing and see what concerts they've got and it was back in the day like and she was wearing um, like the puffy kind of ankle what are those ankle like kicking socks like oh yeah I don't and know. I just yeah, like totally. awesome and like sweaters on stage and like just loose as kind of 80s jumpers and she was electric she honestly like is extraordinary. Her voice is just that good and it's got so much tone and colour. Yeah. But it was – she's so generous as well and but she has got a complete ear on everything. And But the audience is a part of her show. And yeah. I think that that – this is such a tangent but here we go. No, no. But I think for me, <laughs> you know, I – I really like singing. There are way better singers in the world than me, but the but the thing that I think is kind of getting missed in a lot of that culture of X Factor, the voice Say and it. all that land is that connection to audience. Yes. As an entertainer. Yep. And you always can tell in those shows the the people singing that have done the cover band gigs. It's yep. so what I love about um our mate Rob Mills is that yeah. when you watch him on stage, he knows what it is to pump out a three-hour set totally. at Brady O'Reilly's on a Saturday night. Like yeah. he knows that Brady kind of what O'Reilly's. you need to kind of push through, yeah, and connect. And it's such a different skill, and I I love that. Yeah, and it's it's you've got to be able to soft punch people in the face. Yeah, but just want 
You've yeah, got to and want, want to it. be there. Yeah, and, and it's it's that it's that awesome element, and that's for me. You know, going back to where we were, that's what's missing for me from like improv and that kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just that little flavor of not. <laughs> and some improv people do it, but and, and stand up comedians definitely do it. But there is just that yes. sense sometimes there's that entertainer quality that I love, and um, I I would probably like to develop more as I you know get get on in years because it's just it it makes me feel awesome like it it is it is it it gives me a buzz like nothing else yeah like my dream gig is doing something like that with an with an orchestra or with a big band like because that was my I was a musician before I was an actor so it was three hour four hour sets to like 400 minors yeah as a 16 year old who'd throw glass at you because the skimpies couldn't come out (laughs) because you're underage (laughs) like that was and my uh, just going back to what we're talking about in terms of screen sometimes being and and it can be um, not not selfish but an introverted kind of space because you can walk on set you can be in your trailer for three hours while they set up a shot and they've had to pick up something else or the lighting's not right so they're just messing around with stuff and technical things and then you get bring my pardon thirty seconds to act and then they'll do it again and. You're stuck in your trailer for three hours and I, I never stay in my trailer. Like mm. I cannot deal <laughs> with being alone while yeah. knowing that there's 120 people outside who are all making this thing. Like, totally. So I'll go and sit on set and just walk around and wear headphones and listen in mm. and like hold a light or throw a sandbag or just do something yeah. that makes me go, I'm involved. I'm like I'm yeah. part of this. I'm an audience member to this. And then you've been on set and you've seen everybody and said hello and asked them about their day and – heard what's kind of happening on set that when you do get that time to be on set and everyone's focus is on you in front of that camera you're like i'm connected yeah i'm part of this yeah which doesn't make you feel like which i also agree with you on the music front like i can't so royal blood yeah is one of my favorite bands yes. at the moment queens of stone age and all those kind of guys but they played in brisbane for like four years mm. three years as, as cover bands playing in pubs and stuff yeah and you go to see their show and they we're on par with Queens of Stone Age entertainment audience level. And yeah. they've been touring after two albums. Yeah. It was just like, what? Yeah. Like, and, and where is that? I, I mean, I, I know that other people have it, but when you go to see performers and stuff nowadays, I, I miss that. I, you know, like I saw Foo yeah. Fighters in London and they came out and yeah, that I, I, I spoke to, I've already spoken about it on this thing with Daniel Henschel, but it was like, Nothing else that I'd ever seen or been a part of. Mm. 100,000 people all just wanting to hug each other at the end going, <laughs> what did you do to me? Like, Thanks, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Dave. I call him Dad. Yes. Thanks, Dad. Aww. Yeah, I mean, and it's, look, it, the, the, I think that's the beauty of the entertainment industry. It's horses for courses. There's always, there's room for every kind of performer in that space and that is why there are some people that have a quality that just makes you want to lean in and they don't need to reach out and there is something so vulnerable and extraordinary about the art that they make that that's it you know someone um like esther hannaford for instance okay i just did beautiful with she is extraordinary and an incredible vocalist incredible actor and little shop of horrors that was like my first ever musical that i saw she's she's so great but Esther has a, f- a, a life force inside her where she can't not perform, but it's different to being an entertainer. It's a, it's a different yeah. kind of sense. But, you know, even just standing next to her on stage, I, 
I was inspired and I wanted to witness it. Yeah. And it's that that is a quality, but not all of us have that. I definitely don't have that, but I'm cool with it. I'm a reach out. <laughs> I'm a reach out and like touch you in the face kind of a performer. Yeah, and I, yeah. I really like that. I'm very high energy. I will deliver consistently and you know, there's room for all of you know, there's room for yeah, us there is. both in yeah. that in the space, but we and I love that's what I love about it. But it's a sort of I think I guess it probably leads me to something that I really do believe passionately about being an entertainer is knowing yourself and knowing what you do and trying to extend yourself in every possible way, but kind of the strength that comes from knowing what it is that you deliver and yeah. being yeah, who comfortable, you are yeah, you comfortable with that and and recognizing it. It saves you so much angst and heartache, I think, when you can identify that about yourself and sort of say, I am not I, I don't come across as this introverted person this, that someone's going to discover all of his talents. Like, yeah. I'm going to tell you everything <laughs> that you need to know about me pretty quick. Um, and, yeah, I've always been like that since I was a kid. I can't pretend any other way. No. So I've just got to embrace it, yeah. do it with a smile, hopefully not annoy you, and <laughs> and be, you know, nice and generous because that's what I like to be. Yeah, and, and that's inherently part of it. Like, you can't... Yeah, you you can't change those elements. That it, it's like those characters that just sing to you, totally, and you don't even have to reach out to it because you know, you know, like in rehearsal process, and you've been told, "Hey, look, can you be a little bit more that?" Mm. When you get the chance to do something else that is so you, it's like you don't have to stretch. It's totally, and it's it's wonderful because that you know those parameters can be applied in way in so many different ways. Like it's it there is not one way to do anything, and mm. I feel really lucky that I've played. A lot of different kinds of characters. Yeah, uh, they've all definitely been extroverts, and for a lot of and for a long time to be able to explore that. Yeah, you know, like it's not like you've just kind of done it for a month and been on no, like been on yeah. set and no, had little minutes. It's months. like no, no, you've been months and hours yeah. around yeah. the country. Absolutely, and I, I really, I'm, ex- I'm, I feel really grateful that I got to. I've had the opportunity to explore, but I do know that you know a common thread with all of them will be that there is an essence of Amy that's always like punchy and energetic <laughs> and yeah loud and proud um with all of them yeah. and that's cool you know that that's kind of going to be great and i i'm not looking to be cast any other way because yeah. i'm kind of aware of that no and then only i think it's a different thing where same same as okay so tom hardy as an actor michael fassbender as an actor those kind of guys that i like uh, the, you know, I, I enjoy watching the performances because of their intenseness, right? They don't get—they're going to get cast as like the charming, happy girl, like he kind of going a romantic no. comedy. Like, no, no. But that's what we know them for, and that's what we like to see when we see that name on a poster. Absolutely. Same as you and know, I in the musical theatre world, we yeah. want to. You know, has there been a moment where I know you just picked up your cup of tea? So have a sip. Delicious. Lemon. Um, but has there been, speaking of those things where you don't stretch for them mm. and when you've got that connection, has there been stuff or moments or a song where you just have gone, oh, you've sung it on stage or you've done the thing and you've just kind of gone, this audience, this song, this day, something happened? In a good way or a In bad a great way. way. <laughs> it could be a bad way too. I know that I've had moments where um, I'm like, you guys suck. <laughs> so I was, no, um, when I've sucked. I, I really felt... I think I've been really lucky to f- to feel that a few times. Um, I 
felt really connected to playing Maria in The Sound of Music. That was really important to me, that role. Um, and it's Because something of the message or because of the I grew character? Up, yeah, because of the character. I just felt like, you know, I grew up watching the movie. I think Julie Andrews is amazing, all of that. But there was something about her kind of zest for life and <laughs> her... I don't know, that kind of joy that she had. I remember when I auditioned um, for it, I had to convince – I knew that I had some convincing to do to the producers to sort of say this is the right role for me. In terms of uh, like uh, – I hadn't done t- anything okay, like t- it. Yeah, okay, great. So I'd never done a classical musical to that point. Like no Rodgers and Hammerstein. I'd done Rock of Ages, you know, 80s rock stuff. I'd done, you know, Shane Warne. I'd done yeah. um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, which is more like – it's kind of more contemporary musical theatre. I hadn't done that really kind of legit. Staple. Like, yeah. Right. Those kind of classics. And But there was something about being Maria that I thought, oh, I think I get her. I think I get her in a way that is different to what a lot of other um, women my age would interpret her as. And that was that I just – it's that tomboy factor. It was yeah. the fact that, you know, the lyrics of How Do You Solve – problem like Maria are the kind of an amazing character blueprint. I'll take you all <laughs> through them if you would like. Uh, <laughs> she climbs a tree and scrapes her knee. Her dress has got a tear. Yes. Um, what other, you know, she makes, Maria makes me laugh. Maria's a clown. There's all of yeah. this sort of stuff in those lyrics about her being <laughs> a bit loose. Right. And a bit, you know, and not want, and not able to fit in despite her best efforts. So she's yep. got a big heart, but she's a bit of a misfit. Yeah, and I I loved the idea of a, a kind of cr- creating that version of the character for myself because she has such good intentions and and it's she wants so much to do the right thing and doing the right thing is you know becoming a nun but it's just not the right thing for her and yeah I I could, I feel like there was a weird way of relating to that for me where I was pretty much a goody-goody and I always wanted to do the right thing but somehow managed to like trick myself into a musical theatre career even though I was, <laughs> you know, I didn't think I'd ever get there and always kind of felt like I was a bit of a misfit because I didn't yep. do the training and all yep. that kind of stuff. So I liked the challenge and the idea of going into it with this kind of unbridled joy that doesn't always stick, you know, and, yeah. and doesn't always translate and... And, and can totally be misunderstood. Totally. People just go, oh well, she's some. Um, she's just off the planet, you know. Yeah. And it's and I I I loved, I loved the idea of that. And the producers were on board. You know that that was the cool thing. Like auditioning for it, they were on board with that too. That's yeah. like that was the idea. They didn't want, um, they didn't want that classical perfect, um, soprano. Doing the role, the step by step, color by, well, you know, color by well, number. Well, just even that, the they didn't want her to be too stoic and too too oh, knowing. Yeah. You know, that's because we you get that association with like a Rodgers and Hammerstein leading lady that she is grounded and kind of princess like. Yep. And for me, I was like, that is not Maria. And I think also by association of Julie Andrews, who is so together and yeah. so comported and beautiful and articulate. Um. That that has become the association with the character of Maria is actually it's kind of Mary Poppins and Maria have sort of blended, which is unfair to Julie because she actually is quite funny in The Sound of Music. Yeah, but they it's get blurred, so people think that she's 
a little bit more staid than she actually is. But yeah. but it was an, it was really interesting because I I when I got to going back to your original question, but when we did open in Sydney and I did sing the sound of music, you know, which is a kind of opening song. Well, after the, you know, the nuns do their bit, yeah. and then the, the curtain comes up and I'm sitting on the hill and I get to see the sound of music. And there wow. was something in that that I remembered sitting there kind of going, oh, this is this is where you want to be right now. Yeah. And, and, and being so able to live and imagine the hills. <laughs> the hills yeah. were alive. Like it was – and it sounds so naff, but it was – it felt real and yeah. it was such an extraordinary gift and I felt that kind of coming together of feeling deeply happy that I had achieved what I had to get there but also that feeling like I was in the right place. Yeah, and you weren't kind of conning anybody, you'd no, done all the work and I you, felt you, like, yeah, yeah, you belonged. I, I felt like the version that I had for her, I knew, I knew her deeply yeah. and it was a fascinating experience then, you know, I felt like I knew her deeply, but then maybe audience members were a bit conflicted because it was quite different to Julie. Well, yeah. And they, they love Julie and love the film. So I wasn't anticipating that because I had kind of gone, oh, I had such an open heart about what Julie had done and, and it, it, it has influenced my life. Yeah. But I also love this character so deeply that I wanted to... Put your give, own little thumbprint Well, yeah, on, and know? it wasn't even conscious. It wasn't... I didn't want to divert from her intentionally it was just i felt that i had a connection to her and i could really live inside it and it was i've never felt more creative in a in a role uh, it just it just made sense to me um and that was really cool but possibly wasn't what people were expecting and i <laughs> this is something you should never ever 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 do ever do and yet i did oh did you read i i read so oh it wasn't no. like the reviews are actually i got really lovely prof- criticism like on the professional side of things yeah but there is often in musical theater um they run a facebook page to which people can after their viewing experience they can have their own opinion have on their own opinion on it everyone's which is valid great. and that's good that is wonderful but there, <laughs> <laughs> but there were multiple people that got angry because i was funny <laughs> no. which i think is so amazing i just and i ended up i remember stopping reading after i think it was after the brisbane season or something which was our second city. And I and someone said, I just I was just very disappointed in the Maria because she was just making she was people were laughing and she was funny. And I thought, that's so bizarre to me. A because she's supposed to be funny. B there's I'm not doing any extra things. She's got funny lines. Yeah. So if the it's people not, around yeah. you are laughing and it's also you've watched a film. So you've watched a film on VHS so much that without, without the other people laughing. Backing track of the laughter. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I was like, Julie's also funny, but you've just got the version of events. Because you're sitting at home with your 10 cats. Well, by maybe I, I, not. No, I'm, maybe I'm only giving, two I'm, cats. I'm being, but, yeah. <laughs> but, but it just, it was, it was fascinating to me. And I was quite yeah. distressed for a little while, just sort of going, am I ruining this for people? But then also thought, it's okay. It, Opinions are opinions. It's fine, and stop reading the Facebook page, Amy, um, because I I was I think the whenever you're so deeply invested in something, you you want people to like it, obviously. Totally, and you're someone that has 
and so like I think and I do revere the work that has gone on before and the Maria's totally past. no, so no and you're not going to just kind of brush it aside and go that's not valid yeah but it's and it's not about and it's also this thing of going you love what you do so much because you've fallen into it and been given a chance to mm. do it and yeah. then you found that you're good at it mm. you love it you belong there and you've got something to offer so you're sitting there going well like I got told the other day on set that I was working too hard and I was like I fucking love this job, man. <laughs> like, it's the only one I've got. Yeah. Like, I used to dig holes for a living. Like, this is so much better. Like, I, yeah, of course I'm working too hard. It's, yeah. I want to do this till I die. Yeah. So then it becomes about that thing of how do you maintain that innocence of approach that you first met it with so that that stuff, you, you still give it its valid opinion. You still kind of go, yeah, sure. Like, I like hearing you, but I don't need to, like, base everything on you. Um, but how do you stay then like open yeah to 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 new inputs to new adv- to new avenues and you opening up different techniques within yourself or yeah um and i suppose do do you find that in shows do do you just find you do you look for those characters that will expand you um or or is that not is that not a case with in terms of the amount of work that happens here in australia yeah i think it's it's a funny it's a bit of a myth sometimes, isn't it? That, you know, you you get to choose your roles. Like, we're, I'm inundated with offers. And yeah, get like we're just <laughs> brushing things aside. I just, oh, yeah, no, no, I'm so the, busy. The career that we cultivate. And, uh, it's, oh, man. And it's <laughs> like, oh, I, man, wish, you get like, I wish. Yeah, because it's been an interesting career you've had so far and you've been choosing these things. You're like, well, I didn't really like having... Sure, yeah. I feel, yeah, but that said, I feel incredible. I've never walked away from a job thinking I haven't learned something. Ever, right. ever, ever. And... I would like to continue that philosophy. I think that's a life philosophy how rather you, than anything else. How do you reflect? How do you do? You have a process? Uh, not. I mean, I do write a lot, just on my own journal kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. and I, you know, I used to have a blog, and then I, you know, I recently published the one and then deleted it immediately because I was like, mm, what within like thirty minutes or within yeah, like within within minutes mate. actually? Because <laughs> you're like, uh, so there's, I have a lot of feelings. And it's that action of kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's oh, yeah. amazing how that. Thing of share. Well, yep. That's a tangent. I okay. Yeah. Shut up, Joel. Back no, 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 no. But it is. The sh- the, it's it's again. That is the I'll just requirement of like, being an extroverted performer. It's like I have so many feelings, and I'd like you all to know about them. Yeah. Uh, and then you think, oh, maybe people will be a bit worried about me if they read that, or if totally. They you know, and it, yeah. that's you put. You don't want to put that burden on people. So, um, you know, get a good psychologist. But, um, <laughs> but, 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 uh, the the way. I, I think what I have gotten better at, you know, I'm incredibly hard on myself. I really mm. find I've I've kind of gone recently through a period of losing my nerve a little bit of of sort of going, what am I? What like isn't the confidence to just approach at? stuff and yeah. go like, this is what I do? Yeah, and yeah. and and trusting that you're in the right place for the right reason. It's it's sort of a it's that that whole kind of argument of the thrill of the chase. Yep. You know, where there was a lot of my early years, having not trained, every job I got was just this hard one extreme experience. Yeah. And I couldn't believe like a that I got it. hunting down a buffalo. Yeah. And then I'd be in rehearsals and I'd be dead eyed and I would, you know, get every, and to the point, like even on a comedic musical, some people were like, Amy, just chill. And I'd be like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm super chill, super chill. Oh my God. <laughs> but I just, I wanted to get everything right. I would know everything before I got to rehearsal. Yeah. You know, still be flexible, but but it was just about. I felt that that was the best way to show how grateful I was for the opportunity. Yes, and then as the years have gone on, and I now 
have a reputation that I will deliver and I'm very thankful for that, for that work that I've done to, to have that reputation, it does – there's a bit of self-doubt that's crept in of sort of going, am I am I really the best person for the job? Yeah. Is this – you know, and, and the industry is sometimes scary if you just feel like some – you know, we – Am I just being told things? Yeah, and like are people being genuine? Yeah. Are they talking about me behind my back? Do, do people think I deserve this? And it's yeah. all noise. It's all irrelevant. Yeah. But it can feel, it, it, depending on where you are, I think that's why it, part of the reason why it's so hard to manage your mental health as a performer because it's it's difficult to just look at achievements and look at work or even your bank account or whatever and go... I'm doing well. It's it's yeah. there's so many Dead other set. things. Dead set. I've, I've got best mates of mine that we like. We had a ten year high school reunion, and mm. I couldn't go. It was last weekend, but I grew up in the desert, and everyone in that group is messaging, going, "Oh, look, it's a shame that you can't come. We know that you're busy and you're doing well. Like, good on you, buddy." And I'm looking at them, going, "You guys got a house, mm. and like you've started families, and you're doing all these amazing things." And I'm like, "I've been living out of a suitcase for like I haven't bought toilet paper for three years." <laughs> Because I've been on the that's road. That's a whole other problem. That's a yeah. whole other. Okay, that's it. <laughs> no, but it's like you know what I mean. And, and and so how does that? But then you speak to my acting mates and like you're killing it, mm. dude. And you're like, well, okay, well it's it's. But then personally, I'm going. Am I doing good work? Like, yeah. am I putting out stuff that is of caliber that I that I can truly stand by and be like I'm proud of that? Yeah. Um, but you've just got to. I mean, this is our last minute. Oh, okay. Make so, it but it's. I, yeah, I, I think I think it's so important to be able to have a process where you debrief to yourself, Absolutely. and you involve, you know, you know, you, you allow yourself to hear the good and the bad from people, yeah, rather than just hearing the bad, mm. and you allow it from all the sources that have been open to you, and and kind of put them in a Venn diagram of like. What counts? What doesn't? What does Absolutely. it kind of meet this beautiful grey? And then, like moving forward, you don't really know what we're doing because we're performers. We don't have the staple diet no. of work. So, and that it can be and what a different. Do you want to do next, and it can also be a different thing every time. It doesn't. So there might be the the job that you get great critical success or you get good financial success, but then the next job might actually be about the relationships you forged on that show or yeah. the and. And that, yeah, that's that, a good point. and and the and the connection you made, or the inspiration that you had, or you know that for me was um, particularly on beautiful. You know, working with Esther was such a wonderful experience that I I adored, and I didn't anticipate before I went in there. Yeah. And So that was that kind of sense of connection with another performer on stage was something that I loved, and and got so much strength from, and and learnt so much from. Whereas on other performances, has been the sheer force of all the sheer reflection of going, you did that. That was a mountain that you climbed. Yeah. So it's all it's it's always different. But being open to that and open to having to to be wanting to take something away from every job is a wonderful way to be. I think. Yeah. Rather than just going, I'm going to rock up and do my hours and walk away. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. No. Put a piece of you to get something back. back. Like you've got a you've got a bleed to get a scar. Yeah. Yeah. And like and they're all beautiful things. Yeah. Lovely. Things. Or laugh to get a wrinkle. <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. All right. Well, thank you for the chat. I really appreciate it. I know My a lot pleasure. of other people will do. Um, yeah. Thank you. My pleasure. Beavers, thank you very much for tuning in. Another day, another little bit of gold to steal and put into yours. Next week, Samuel Johnson, the Gold Logie Award winner for his portrayal of Molly Meldrum and the man behind the Love Your Sister movement. Be well. <laughs>